Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Morning because we are waking up to our true life. Glad you could join me this time. Uh, We are here together without a guest tonight, which is actually really good because it's going to give us some time to fill in some of the gaps uh, around the things that we've been talking about and and taking you to the next level on on many areas. So I'm really anxious to talk to you about a, a few things that I think you'll find very, uh, very enlightening, and uh, I think you can use them uh, almost right away. In fact, I had a little bit of an issue trying to decide specifically where to take us tonight, and I had a subject in mind that I I thought was going to be great. It was, here are the three things, if you did this consistently, your life would like completely change. You would start moving in a direction that would amaze even you. And suddenly, I got this other subject that came up for me, and I thought, this is even better. <laughs> and then a third subject that came up. So I, I've, I've got so much that I'd like to share with you, and I'm going to try to give you as much of this as I can in the short time that we have together. But I want to do it with a sense of quality so that I'm not just rushing through material that um, is important uh, but you you might not get right away. So uh, I'm going to take this in, in steps. I also am opening up the phone lines as well in case you have a question or a comment on one or two of the things that I might say here tonight. Uh, you're, you're free to call in. And uh, that number is 866-404-6519. Eight six six four zero four six five one nine. If you're joining me live, uh, we had the phone lines open last week, where I had asked a couple of questions about. Uh, there was a couple of news events, and I wanted to make sure that we covered those and and got your feedback on as well. Uh, but we did not get uh, very many responses to that, so uh, not a problem. We. Have uh, we have filled in a lot of good material in the meantime? So uh, stick with us, <clears throat> hang in there with us because what you're going to get tonight, I believe, is going to be very, very valuable, and it's free. Where else can you get something that's free and valuable? Usually, when you go to the store or somewhere that somebody is giving away something for free, you usually get what you pay for, which is not very much. In this case. I feel really excited about being able to give you some insights 
that I believe are very, very valuable and, um, and in this case, free if you're listening. Uh, the first thing I want to talk a little bit about is uh, this thing called intention. Now, you've, you probably have your own definition of intention, what it means in terms of when you have an intention to do something, you intend to do something that's pretty, pretty standard, pretty basic. I mean, it's not a weird word. It's just, yeah, I intend to do something. That's my intention. But I'm going to take it to a different level for you tonight and tell you a little bit about how it really is connected uh, to another part of who you are. And when your intentions are tied directly to your core layer, to your, let's say, your spiritual layer, your spiritual makeup, your spiritual complexion, uh, then your intentions become a reflection of your true authentic self. And that's very different than just the surface mindset of I intend to do something. When your intentions are in league with your authentic self, uh, it, uh, it, it creates uh, an exp- a spiritual expression of yourself that is really an offshoot or an extension of what I call your true purpose. So let me say that again. When you are connected to your authentic self with your intentions, it creates a spiritual expression or an offshoot or an extension of your soul's purpose. Now let me explain this. And I'll try to, I'll try to put it in terms of real life. And I'll give you a story as an example. Uh, this is a personal story that uh, happened to me, and it kind of illustrates how your intentions and being in alignment with your authentic self can create an intention that, um, that really does make a difference in your life. Now, many of you know that I have worked in many large companies, Fortune 500 companies, as, uh, as an executive, and I've managed very large organizations. And there was one company that I worked for that when I took the job, the position uh, that I held was a senior level position. In fact, it was a senior vice president position where I had vice presidents reporting to me. And I was encouraged when I got online, when I, I was encouraged to actually make changes to the organization as soon as I got on board. I had been asked to actually remove a couple of vice presidents from their positions in my department. And if you know corporate Amer- how corporate America works, this is pretty standard stuff. When, a, when a, an executive is hired, uh, they're usually asked to make changes in, in that organization, and quite a few of them make changes without being asked because they want to bring people in that are close to them or, or they want to make a change, a, a, a shakeup in the organization that uh, allows them to put their own stamp, if you will, on the organization. It's not pretty, and, and it's certainly not fair, but at the executive level, this happens a lot. And unfortunately, the, the higher you are in an organization uh, or within a company, the more volatile your job is. 
because of this dynamic that takes place. So although I had a handful of vice presidents reporting to me, when I arrived, they all knew that I, that I could probably and, and probably would be making personnel changes soon after taking on the position. And of course, the vice presidents that uh, were at greatest risk were the ones uh, that may have had st- struggles uh, or may have struggled in performance or have had poor relationships with other vice presidents or other senior vice presidents in other departments. Um, so, you know, as an example, my being the new vice president of engineering, I received a ton of feedback from the senior vice president of sales and marketing on the or the, the vice presidents of co- customer care or so on. And this feedback was about the team that I had just inherited. If one of my vice presidents had a bad reputation or a relationship with any other department, then they were targeted as someone uh, that these other departments would want me to get rid of. So walking in and not knowing anyone, I get all this feedback. You know, this is also called... Uh, corporate politics. <laughs> uh, you know, politics is not just in the, con- in the country with our political system. It exists in corporations. Um, and as I said, it's pretty standard stuff. Uh, it's not fun and it's not always fair, but it's very typical. So what does all this have to do with our intentions and, and being connected with our soul's purpose and, and all of that? Uh, well, to me, it's, it's simple having the right intention is the same as being truly authentic. And to be authentic, you have to be connected and aware of your spiritual nature and complexion. But now, when, when that alignment exists, you are not driven or confined by the, the environmental norms in the example that I gave, the environmental norms of corporate America is corporate politics and, and even corporate bullying and, and career dismantling uh, through influence, the influence of other executives and discrediting each other. That's the corporate politics, the corporate bullying. But when you're in aligned with your authentic self, those external norms don't affect you the same way. Sometimes your authentic self is in direct conflict or polar opposite with the environment that you're in. Now, this is where you're normally tested. When your authentic self, when you're in touch with that, when you're aligned with your spiritual nature, and it's in direct conflict with your external environment, there's truly a test taking place for you. There was a... uh, there was a, a quote in one of Shakespeare's plays. Uh, I believe it was Hamlet. I'm going to have to look that up, and I'm sorry I didn't look it up ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure it was Hamlet. And there was a quote in there that says, This above all else, to thine own self be true. To me, that's what this is talking about. Regardless of what's going on externally and around you, be true to yourself. Be true to that authentic self, 
which is really a connection and an alignment to your spirit. And uh, when that happens, uh, let me just say this. I'll tell you what happens in this story with me and those vice presidents um, after we get back from the break. But hang in there with me because this is pretty important stuff. And I'd like for you to live in an authentic way. And this is a, an example of how you can do that. with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Girlfriend It is on Togginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriended Principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, and welcome back. Uh, I will let you. Uh, I would like to just finish the story that I started talking about with uh, an example of of how we stay true to ourselves and stay connected to our authentic self in the face of conflicting external pressures, if you will. In, in fact, if, if, uh, if you have a story like that, I'd, I'd love to hear it as well. Uh, feel free to call in and I'd like to hear how you handled your situation. The, uh, the situation that I was talking about with the executives at this company uh, was a very high-pressured situation. Of course, taking on a new job, number one, you want to make a great impression. Number two, you know it's a huge job, so you don't want any missteps up front. And 
certainly you want to create and build the right relationships with your peers uh, at that level within the organization because you know politics plays a very large role in corporate America. So the worst thing you can do is get on the bad side of, of some of the power players in an organization or in a company. So there's a, a little bit of pressure in that environment when people are asking you to make changes to your organization and singling out specific people that shouldn't be here anymore. And they're leaving it up to you to make the change. So, you know, I had literally abandoned uh, some of the training and politically, and it, you know, even the savviness that I've acquired over the years of climbing the corporate ladder in order to hold on to my real a tenet of authentic self. Now, understand, having reached that level within corporate America, it was not easy. And I really had to understand how to maneuver through politics, how to align myself with the right people, how to do the right things at the right time, to say the right things at the, at the, at the right time, to, uh, to really maneuver through all the things that it takes to climb that corporate ladder. But here is where the connection is interesting for me. My spiritual makeup and intention was to live an authentic life, staying true to this sacred self. Now, how do I do that? The, the self that is at the core of my being. You see, I, I had to figure out a long life's journey, how to manage my physical self, my mental self, even my emotional being. But as I did these things, I... I thought were the right things for my spiritual health, it turns out that I was missing the most basic lesson or action I could take to be spiritually whole, spiritually healthy, so to speak, and as a result, spiritually connected and aligned all the way from my core through these other layers, emotional, mental, and physical. That basic act that I... That I uh, was forgetting was really to stay connected and stay true to who I was. And so if I, put it, if I can put it to you this way, I would say the basic act of staying connected to who we are and who we are in our existence, because losing that leads to a life that may be filled with gold and knowledge, but will be spiritually and morally bankrupt, lacking wisdom and authenticity. I want to say that again, because I didn't say golden knowledge, I said gold and knowledge. So you can get the money, you can get the, the, the academic claims and, and the knowledge that comes along with, with building the amazing life that you're building. But if you're not connected and you're not grounded and staying true to your authentic self, it will lead to a life where you're filled with gold and knowledge, but will be spiritually and morally bankrupt, lacking wisdom and authenticity. Wisdom and authentic authenticity 
is so much more valuable than the gold and the knowledge. And uh, I'll just want you to get that piece because it is so important. And you'll see a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of knowledge who are very, very unhappy. Very unhappy. We, we, we read about suicides of celebrities all the time. There was one this past week. Very, uh, I'll call it a suicide. He overdosed on drugs. I'm not sure he tried to kill himself. But that kind of thing happens when you just have gold and knowledge. What you need is wisdom and authenticity. And that will uh, change everything for you. Now, the, the end of that story with my executives that I led was that I stayed true to myself and I did not fire those vice presidents when I came in. What I did was I worked with them individually and held off the external forces that were trying to get me to make changes and started to build the confidence, the performance levels, and uh, those things that were that are important to uh, keeping them there long term. So in doing that, what I ended up doing was two things. One, I created a level of loyalty within the organization without having to bring in my own people. And also, um, I created an effective organization because these people now were performing at a higher level than they had ever performed before. So our department looked better than it had ever looked before. And so the people who were asking me to make changes to the organization were now being satisfied with the production and the product that we were, that was coming out of the department that I was leading. So it was, it was like a win-win for everyone. And all because I wanted to stay true to my authentic self and not let the external politics of corporate America and the bullying to, to drive what I, what I did in that new job. So long story, but the moral of the lesson there is to truly get connected, stay true to your authentic self. That's where your intentions should lie. When you intend to do something, make sure it is connected there. Because without that, you can gain golden knowledge, but you will be spiritually and morally bankrupt, which can lead to a, a very a very dismal outcome. So I wanted to get that one in. Uh, I also want to uh, shift gears here, and it's somewhat related, but there was a, a situation that came up that got me thinking about uh, something I thought was pretty important to discuss today, and that is the things that drive us, the, thing that, the things that uh, make us do things that we, or allow us to do things that we want to do. Um, we'll call it motivation. What motivates us? And there is a difference between uh, the things that we just want to do and the things that we're motivated to do. Uh, so this week I, I got into a conversation about motivation and I'm, I'm going to go a little bit off script here because I think it's important that, that I share this in terms of, of, of what my thoughts are around motivation itself. Motivation is something that happens externally to us. I mean, it happens, 
literally to us. It comes in from the outside. It's it's kind of a, I'll call it the carrot and stick. If you haven't heard that term, it's, it's the opposite. One is pain and one is pleasure. Uh, the, the veg, eating your veggies or eating your dessert. Um, it's, it's getting a bonus or not getting a bonus at work. It's getting a promotion or not getting a promotion. If those are the things that are driving you, that's the motivation. And those things, you know, are used all the time. People use these carrots and sticks, pleasure and pain, dessert and veggies, bonus or no bonus, as motivation all the time. The problem with that, however, is that it really sets up a good and bad outcome or a win or lose proposition. A carrot, which is a win proposition, a stick, a two by four, which is a lose proposition. So, when you think about it in those terms, win or, win or lose, that creates a, a level of motivation because we all want to win, and that's what motivates us. But after the real motivation, the real motivation here is really one of, I'll call fear. It's fear of the consequence of losing. And any time motivation at its core is based on fear, uh, it's going to be temporary uh, and it's not going to be sustainable, not over the long haul. Motivation that's driven by pleasure and pain, carrot stick, veggies and dessert uh, are temporary. And in order to sustain it over a long period, you kind of have to increase the level of pain or the level of pleasure that someone's going to get because it, it, it just takes more and more each time to motivate. And that's the problem that I have with this issue of motivation. And I want to I want to put that out there because I would like to hear again what your thoughts are about motivating. There is another way. And I will share that with you also. If you your motivation is a fact of life, we we do use motivation to get things done. And it will be with us. I'm not advocating that there be no motivation in life, but there is a better way to accomplish these things and to get what we want done accomplished through others. And we'll talk about that uh, here momentarily. So the conversation is around motivation right now. And I want to, again, invite you to uh, call in. I did get uh, a comment that the number wasn't working, so I'll, I'll uh, check with the producer to make sure that number is open for us. It's Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. 
Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage, connectwithjulianainmedia.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Fridays at 9 p.m. Central, the Choose Now Radio Network presents Parent Talk. There's no need to muddle through those turbulent teen years hoping to come out unscathed on the other side. There's a better plan. On Parent Talk, we'll embrace the positives, learn through the unknowns, face the challenges, and pray through the hard times. Parent Talk equips parents with tools to help resolve teen peer pressure, approach hot-button issues, and guide their kids confidently and securely through the turbulent teen years. With expert guests, advice from the heart, and a passion for bridging the parent-teen communication gap, author and host Nicole O'Dell will walk you through issues like dating, sexuality, substance abuse, entertainment options, friendship, spirituality, and so much more by helping you help your teens choose now. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi, we're back again after the break. Thank you for listening. Uh, We were just talking about motivation. And I think I left you probably with the impression that um, to motivate is not a good thing. But certainly it has its advantages. Uh, It does, however, set up this win-lose proposition to get someone to do something or even to get yourself to do something, even when you're motivating yourself, it's usually to avoid uh, a painful situation or to acquire a pleasurable situation. So there is consequence of losing uh, when you motivate and that consequence uh, of losing is something that you typically don't want, which means there becomes a little bit of a fear involved to losing or not doing what you're trying to motivate yourself to do. And so that that level of, I'll call it negativity, the fear, the, the losing, the, the drive to, to do something so that you don't suffer, uh, to me is not very motivating. I mean, it does motivate you, obviously, but it's not, in my, <clears throat> in my uh, way of thinking, it's not the best way of, of getting something done. Um, the most effective way. So what is the other way? Well, there's motivation. And then there is uh, what I'm calling, or we all call, inspiration. So if 
you're doing something that's motivating. If, if you're being motivated, again, that's something that's happening externally. It's, it's something that's working on you from the outside, a, a carrot or stick, uh, a bonus or no bonus, uh, dessert or veggies. These are external things that will motivate you. But inspiration, true inspiration, happens from the inside. It's an internal force within you that is far more effective. The driver is not fear in this case. Fear of, of losing, uh, or fear of the consequence of losing or not doing what you're planning to do. The fear is, to me, a demotivator. Uh, and it kind of creates and sets up paralysis in many cases. So even as we try to motivate, what we often do is get the very minimal out of people because they're just trying to get past the level where they're, they're not losing. So inspiration, on the other hand, the driver is not fear. The driver in inspiration, I consider the driver to be love. So, so an example is if, if you want me to do something, you might incentivize me through a carrot and stick, try to motivate me, if you will. Uh, that may work on a temporary basis, but my effort will be equal to the size of the incentive. So I'll do just enough so I can get that carrot. And if you've got a bigger carrot, I'll, do, I'll increase my effort to get the bigger carrot. So now you're, you're going to get a response from me that is equal to either the size of the, the, the pleasure at the end or how much I want to avoid the pain at the end. But if we are inspired to do something, then the full flow of our nature comes to bear. And it's not governed by the outcome, how big the outcome is. If we're inspired to do something, there's no real holding back. And we do our best work. We don't even think about it being a certain level of work that we're doing. When we're inspired to do something, we get the most enjoyment or satisfaction. And the effort is sustainable over a longer period because it feels effortless. So I hope you're getting the difference between motivation and inspiration. And truly, uh, the inspiration is... The, the preferable way to get things accomplished. Now, the truth is, uh, we're not in a position to be inspired in everything we do. So the tried and true motivational techniques come into play more often than inspiration, unfortunately. So they're still there, and we'll probably see them for a long time. But I would like for us to start thinking about using more of our own inspiration to get things done and how we turn that on, how we trigger that inspiration as opposed to beating ourselves up with motivational carrot and stick mentality. You know, when we think about certain companies like, uh, if we want to talk about uh, the Silicon Valley, the, the dot-com companies that, that were there, they, they, there was a high level of creativity that's needed to push us through and, and through the digital age. And, but that required a lot of inspiration. And you could see how these companies would create and, and establish environments that were nurturing. They would have uh, 
People could bring their pets to work. They'd have ping pong tables, um, Zen gardens where they, they can go out and meditate. The, it, these companies realized that you couldn't force someone to give you that product that was more creative and more breakthrough, that it had to come from inspiration. And the way to inspire these folks would be to put them in an environment that fostered inspiration. So that becomes a question. How do we instill this inspiration at will to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish? How do we like just turn it on and turn it off? Um, and the, the answer is basically in the word itself, inspiration. It's in spirit. So I'm going all the way back to when I talked about your intentions. If you are in line, aligned and in league with your authentic self and your true nature, your true spiritual nature, that's when you tap into that level of inspiration where our work or the effort becomes more like play. It's not even work anymore. You know, writers and creators, uh, they know this very well. It applies to non-creatives as well. But when you think of people who write books, uh, and you've, you've seen the stories in movies and, and maybe even know some writers, maybe you yourself are a writer. I find this to be true myself when I'm sitting down writing. If I try to force myself through a subject, I can do it because I might be on a time crunch, a timeline, and I've got to get ready for, let's say, the next uh, uh, radio show, or I've got a, a paper to turn in at, at school, or, or, or a, a, a report to, to file um, at the company, or, or something that's driving you, a timeline. Um, there's, a, there's a fear of the consequence of not meeting that timeline. So I'm motivated to accomplish that task. And I will tell you that the task will often be enough to meet the need. And it will fill the need. I'll meet the need. And it won't, but it won't be my best work necessarily. I might think at the time it's the best I can do. And I'm giving it 110%. And I'm pushing to get it done. And I'll, I'll get it done, and I'm going to research as much as I can research on the information, and I'm going to do all the things that I think I need to do to put out my best work. But in fact, it won't be my best work because it's coming from a level of motivation or a level of fear, a fear of the consequence of not doing it. And whenever you're in that mode, your best work is not going to shine through. But when you're connected with your authentic self, when you're connected to spirit, when your inspiration is driving you, that is when it's effortless. That is when it's sustainable. That is when you're doing your best work. So it, it works on all levels. It's not just the creative uh, writer or the artist that has to be inspired. It really works on all levels. It works uh, on the physical level, Let, let's say that um, um, I'm trying. I'm being. I'm trying to be inspired to get fit or, or lose weight or learn how to swim 
um, or any number of things in, in life? Well, the key is getting in touch and in alignment with spirit as it relates to that and then letting that drive uh, the, uh, the how-to, if you will, of getting it done. And it will be a much, more, a much greater outcome. Uh, we do have, I believe, a comment. I'd love to hear a comment from someone on the line. Um, so if they're there, feel free to comment. Hello, who is this? Hi, this is Maggie. Hi there. Well, we just have a couple of minutes before we go to the breaks, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I was just listening to your uh, motivation, and your, you were talking about motivation and inspiration, and I was thinking about, you know, I'm a teacher, and I teach in um, kind of a, the tougher schools, but, but I was thinking that... Um, you know, like if you're like you're talking about in um, in the um, in corporations where they have you know like bringing the Zen gardens you were talking about and you know, motivate students like that. But um, I'm thinking that like in our students in schools, I, you know what they have in there to look at to motivate them. They have like you know the chain the chains around the schools. They have. They've almost taken about almost like all the playground equipment out of schools, you know, due to so many um, uh, lawsuits, and um, it just seems like like there's it's like desolate. It's like a desolate, bad, almost bad place for kids to go to school these days. Not like back in the olden days when you know, like when I, when I went to school and and we had you know green grass and trees and. And a lot of play things, and, and that was really motivating and fun. And kids like to go to school. Now it just yes. seems kind of like more uh, prisony, you know. And I guess they say, you know, that's kind of like for safety reasons or you know things like that. But 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 I guess everything comes at a price. Yes. So yes. I mean, is it, is this the motivation that we give up, or, or what is it? What are we giving up there? What are we trading that for? What are we trading our safety for? I guess. Right. That's a that's a great great point. Uh, we're we're coming up to a break here, but I want to address that when we when we get back. Thank you so much for that comment, and uh, we will uh, we will talk uh, right after this break. with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Dr. Doctor. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach. 
how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi there, welcome back. Um, Right before the break, we had a call uh, come in to uh, comment about this issue of motivation versus inspiration. And I, and, and I really, really love the comment because it really says a lot about the world we live in. Uh, for those of you who didn't catch quite all of what was said there or just joining us late, the comment was about um, the kids in school today and the environment that they live in, uh, that they learn in that there are you know, chain link fences and, and locks on the gates and those kinds of environments that they're being asked to, to learn and be their best self in uh, that can be demotivating, if you will, uh, as opposed to uh, the way it was in the past where there was uh, you know, natural environment, trees and, and green grass and, and uh, an environment that was more conducive to being inspired. And that is true. You see it not only in schools, but you see it almost everywhere you go anymore. It's almost as if we have become a society that is, uh, I, won't, I won't quite use the, way, the word paranoid, but there is a level of paranoia for being sued for certain things or uh, being hurt or being in accidents or uh, whatever it is that keeps us so tight and so bent up, uh, pent up in, in what we're doing that we don't let our natural selves flow any longer uh, the way we, we did in the past. And uh, that's just the environment we're in. That's in many ways why it's so very important for us individually to really understand that difference between what motivates us and what inspires us. So that as individuals, even when the environment around us 
is crying out for uh, control and presenting the stick and the pain and the veggies and the no bonus and the, the no promotion, all those negative things, the losing proposition, that we can go within ourselves and we can find that connection to spirit. We can find that connection to our authenticity where we can tap into the carrot, the pleasure, the dessert, the bonus, the, the promotion of within. Uh, that's where life really flourishes. Uh, in fact, I was, uh, I was looking at some inspirational quotes uh, yesterday, uh, this past weekend, and there was one that had a picture of an egg. And the egg was cracking open and there was light coming out of the egg. And the quote of this picture, if you imagine this, it was, the whole picture was nothing but the egg. It was standing up on end. And the crack, it was this blinding light starting to come out of the egg. The quote was, if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. If, a, if an egg is broken by an inside force, then life begins. Great things happen from the inside. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. The external forces that we use to motivate ourselves, the pain, the pleasure, the things that, okay, if I, if I don't get fit, then I won't be able to, to uh, make that hike. I mean, there's, there's, I've got a deadline to meet for this, to get this paper written. Um, you know, I won't be able to fit into my, my genes if I, if I don't lose a couple of pounds. These are all external motivating forces for us. And they can be effective on a temporary basis. And they can be effective on the short term. And we can respond to those. But until we get a level of inspiration that starts from within, that starts at the core of who we are, that connection to authenticity, that connection to spirit, where we have wisdom and authenticity and not just gold and knowledge, that we begin to break this egg from the inside. That inside force takes over. And that's where life begins. That's where great things happen. It happens from the inside. So trying to make that happen is a challenge. I'll give that to you. So I've, I've laid it out to you that inspiration is more effective, more long-lasting than motivation. But making inspiration happens uh, is, is something that we need to talk about because it's something that you just can't make happen. I'm going to be inspired today. I'm just going to make my inspiration come to the forefront today. I wish it were that easy, uh, but... It is not simply something you do. It is something you live. When you live from the inside, when you live from your core, when you live from a place of authenticity, when you live from a place of spirit, then inspiration lives within you. Then you're living from inspiration and inspiration happens. It's not something you make happen. It's something that happens. So, so if I could give you uh, maybe a, uh, I'll call it a tip or two, um, 
to begin living that way, it would be, um, let me give you three, let's give you three steps. This will be easy to remember. Jot it down if you'd like. Refer back to it. Whenever you're thinking about this issue of living from an inspired place, living an inspired life, living from a place of inspiration, three things have to happen. One is that you really, and it's so basic, but you really have to recognize and know, not just intellectually, but truly know that you have a spirit. And for some people, that's a problem. For some people, it's, it's not that easy. Some people don't understand or believe or are in touch with the spirit of their life, with their soul. If you don't believe you have a soul, then I think all bets are off. You're going to live a life based on being motivated. And if that's your choice, that's fine. If you do believe you have a soul and a spirit, recognize that you have that. If you have that and you know that you have that, guess what? Now you have a portal. You're connected to a divine presence that is larger than the carrot and stick, that is larger than the pain and pleasure, that is larger than the veggies and dessert, because it's not external to you. It's within you. So number one, you have to recognize, know, and believe that you are a spiritual being. And if you can't get past that one, we need, we need a, another level of intervention here, because the rest of it's not going to make sense to you. You've got to start there. So get, get close to that one and come to grips with that one if you're not there already. I know many of you who are listening are already there. If you, if you weren't, you, you probably wouldn't be listening to me because a lot of what we're talking about, living the amazing life that we're talking about, starts from the core, starts from our spiritual being, our oneness, our presence in the universe. That's where it starts. You can't live an amazing life just based on the things you have and the things you do. You're going to live uh, probably a comfortable life physically, but it becomes amazing when you live from the inside out. So recognizing that's step one. Number two, connect with that spirit. Connect with it. So recognize that you have it is step one. But secondly, make sure you connect with it. What do I mean by connect with it? I mean, not only know that you have it and be aware that you have it. You remember in the, uh, the first episode of, of this radio show earlier this year, I talked about a gift that we've been given. And that is our gift to be aware of being aware. So be aware that you have this and connect with that spirit within you. And then certainly the third piece is really important. And that is what you hear. Once you've connected to spirit, you will be in touch and you will hear your inner voice. You will hear uh, a part of you that is the true you, the authentic voice, the authentic self. That is when you respond. Respond to what you hear. When you respond to what you hear, then you are connected 
in such a way that inspiration will flow. Remember, electricity is already there. It's been there. It's always been there. Even before the light was invented, electricity has always been there. But the lights didn't shine until we made the connection, until Thomas Edison made that connection. That's when illuminosity took place. So living an inspired life only happens when you connect with spirit and respond to what you hear. Sometimes it just happens. And I would bet that to many of you, um, it's happened to us without us even thinking about it and not knowing about it. Hey, I've just been inspired to do this. Well, that's typically because you were connected at some level to that authentic self within you. So uh, I've, I've got much more I want to share with you. I am running to the end of our time here, so I'm not going to be able to go through uh, this third piece, which was really the first piece I wanted to share with you when I was thinking about what to give you. Uh, that is a very, very powerful piece, too. So you'll have to dial back in. You'll have to download uh, future shows, and uh, we'll talk about those things. But hopefully today has been valuable for you. And remember, as always, that you have, uh, you have three things that I would like for you to continue to do as, as long as you walk on this planet. One is to always be thankful. Be grateful, be thankful in everything that you do. Not with everything you have, not with everything you do, but in everything you do and everything you have. Secondly, give. Always give. Give when you can. We can't always give, but when you can, please give. You'll see such a difference in your life if you live from that space. And we always have choices. And so when you choose, always come from a place of love. Love first and then choose. Thank you for joining me. We'll talk to you again next week. joining us on today's true life academy certified coach trainer and motivational speaker clarence caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of yes the life you were intended to